Hey guys, thank you so much for watching us on YouTube. My name is Eddie Vargas. I'm the lead pastor of Restoration Life. We pray that as you watch these messages that they become a blessing to you and your family. If you'd like to come and visit us, just make sure that you click down on the link below. Visit us at restoration-life.com. We'd love to meet you. God bless you. Hope this message blesses you. Good evening, church. I'm so glad to be here. Um, I hope I don't have a dialect with me. I try to speak as understandable as possible. <laughs> if you don't understand me, let the Holy Spirit speak. Just sing your songs at your seat and I will just speak whatever I have to speak. There's someone who will understand. <laughs> I'm so, yes, I, I always sleep in Christian's room, but Christian is uh, this time back, so I sleep in another room with full of toys and adventure things. <laughs> Guys, to be honest, I love it. Best ever. I sleep there, all kind of Avenger toys. I'm like, best day ever. <laughs> so, I am so thankful to meet Pastor Eddie and Roxanne in this church. They mean a lot to me. They, are, they mean a lot to my life. Uh, did I say it right? And um, I learned a lot from, from Pastor Eddie. And I will share it today about it a little bit. I'm also so happy to be with this band here. I'm especially also with Baruch, who's uh, traveling with me in, in, in Europe a lot. Uh, I can preach every year in 25 countries and share the gospel there. This is great. This is great. Yeah. For those who... I, I'm 28. I know what you think. This guy looks like 21 or something. <laughs> so they're here. It's because I'm Asian. That's why. <laughs> I know. <laughs> You love what I actually am, because my parents like were missionaries. My grandfather in Central Asia, so yeah. I know what you thought. This guy looks so Asian. I knew there's something from there. No, I know. I look the most German way you can imagine, right? Like blonde and everything. All right, good to be here. <laughs> I like to preach in America because the, you are alive. You know, in Germany, it's a tough crowd. Germans, they don't like to be a part of church, and so they sit and look angry at you. But they don't mean it like this. It's like you preach to trees or something, and I always thought, like, they're angry, and then they come to you, that was so good. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> Learn to show emotions, okay? That's why I have these lights in Germany. It's making them so bright that I only see the light of Jesus, you know, and not the people in there. <laughs> so I'm glad to be here. I want to preach about because the tour that we do here this is actually my um, uh, um, my holiday here I do every year holiday in Los Angeles because I love beach I love the churches here but the coolest thing is that uh, I can also serve here and preach like in the morning I go to beach and in the evening to church morning beach evening preach that's how you do holidays <laughs> that's how you do holidays <laughs> you see I love my job and I enjoy it here a lot. Um, yeah, I want to speak about um, John 10.10. 10. Can we open this one? I got this Bible from Baruch, but this is a little Bible, huh? I, I said, Baruch, I can't, if the people will not take me serious when I come on stage like this. Like, don't you have, like Baruch is a musician. I see he's not a preacher. He gave me this, are you serious, Baruch? Do you know the serious Bible? This is the preacher Bible. This is like... Okay, but just ignore it. I have this Bible with me. Okay, look how big. I love this verse. Powerful words. 
the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I love that Jesus says, I have life and I have it to the full. It's, he, look, God's plan is, and this preaching, I only preach here in the United States about awakening. I only preach, preach about awakening here. This preaching is only for, for you guys because all cultures, I, I really, all over the world, wherever I preach, I kind of first understand the culture and then I preach the heart in order like to reach the heart. But, um, but in America, I never, never found out what the culture is. I never know what to preach to you guys because it's so hard to understand this culture here because I feel like there's like a mix, a cocktail of cultures. And, and so I said to the Holy Spirit, I just speak your word and, and you have to speak without my strategy, without my knowledge, nothing. And he gave me this word. And you know, God, and I want to start like this, God's plan is he wants to make us rich. And it's not a prosperity gospel because when you think that money makes you rich, you're really, really poor. Because really, not money is richness. You know, when, when you get a child from God, when you get a husband or a wife, a family, that is really to be rich, right? Amen? If I saw, I, I, I always love to be in the green rooms with the pastors. They always, it's all everywhere the same in the world. The first thing they do, they show pictures of their family. Like, oh, this is my family. And whenever I see a pastor, I see last, like three days ago, there was a pastor with a wife, three girls and all looking good, everything was perfect. I said, I don't know anything about his bank account, but this man is rich, yeah. right? And God don't want to make you rich in one day. Imagine you will get a wife, 10 kids, grandchildren in one day. Like God, best day ever. <laughs> like every, <laughs> the beauty of life is month by month, for by month, God has a plan and that's why I'm looking forward to my future because I know God, Jesus came, he wants to make me rich. I'm looking forward to my future. Jesus wants to make me rich. And you know what, he says in the same way that devil, he is the one who tries to rob you. My grandfather, and this story is, um, oh, I, I don't really tell off the story, like actually only here. My grandfather, he was a pastor in my, when he was a pastor in my age, he was in the mountains of Asia. And there, in Asia, there was a mess, like no hospitals, nothing like, and then he, his wife got birth, this, his fourth child, and she died because of lack of uh, um, hygiene. And, and this, and she started, the tradition was to have this dead body in, in the living room for one week that the people can come in and, and say goodbye to her. And because he, it was everything too much with pastoring and no, there was no system, no one helps him to take care. He couldn't take care of his children. So when they opened the door and closed the door, opened the door, closed the door, there was a strong wind from the mountains and this last child got sick and died because of lung, how you call it. And so he had two dead bodies. And he understood a, a mom, that would, could never happen to a mom. She would feel when there's a wind coming to the kids. But he was so busy with things. I cannot imagine his pain that he in his, had in his heart. As a young, in my age, pastor, to have three children, two dead bodies, he has not even time to grieve over his family. He has no time because he has to 
be there for them. And then the, the, the lucky thing was that, that he has a neighbor who, is a, who was a communist of Soviet Union communist in Asia. And he was very old with his wife and he was Asian and he could never get children, but he was very, very rich but they could never get children. So he said, because the children are blonde, little babies, like little red blonde babies, and he said, hey, you cannot take care of them. I, me and my wife, we want to adopt them, but we promise we give them everything they need because we don't have um, things, we have so much richness, we don't have anyone to give. We want to give everything to them. We want to raise them, give them best schools, give them best life, everything that they need. So my grandfather said, yes. Come tomorrow, he said, and I will give, prepare everything, and then I will give them to you that they have a life, a chance to survive. And in the night, God gave him a dream, and in the dream, he was in front of a huge golden door, and there was this, his three children, tall, handsome, successful, and he's like, wow, children, they said, thank you. Thank you so much that you give us this opportunity. We had everything. I'm a doctor. The girl was an architect. The guy was an engineer. They were good looking, strong men and women, like perfect. And he said, we had everything. We saw the world, we traveled. We had the perfect life. Thank you so much. And my grandfather said, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, children, children, let's go home. And then when he started to open the door, the golden door, they said, no. You know what's about communism? Communism, don't believe in God. They said, we never heard about this golden door. We know, know, our parents never told us about this golden door, so we will not go with you through this. My grandfather looked at them, closed this door, and they said, I will not go without you. So he woke up crying and said to Jesus, yeah, we might die from hunger. But first I have to give them the most important thing and I need to tell them about the golden door. So he said to the commander, I cannot give you my children. I need, he, he said, why? He says, I have to give them something. He says, you have nothing. Are you stupid? What can you give them? You can't give them anything. <laughs> Hello, commander. I'm not dead. I wish I could talk to the commander right now. You know, I asked the church, who of them both was the real rich man? I tell you what, I don't care about money or anything. The most valuable thing that I have in my life is to know about this golden door. And when I will be in heaven, when I will be there, I will see, see my grandfather. I will hug him and kiss him. And I say, say, we'll say thank you, grandfather, that you gave us the most valuable treasure I could imagine. You made me a rich man. You told me about this golden door. It's the only thing that I really love. I'm a rich man. He was, and you know what? Don't think that God let his children die. He made them pastor, gave him three children, and then they die all of hunger. He come to heaven and God says, oops. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, God is good. Our God is here to give us life. God will never rob them and they didn't die. No, but I learned an important lecture for myself. You know, the devil is the one who wants to rob people. Oh, when I was in Shanghai, I, I opened a few years ago a church in Shanghai and because I was tall and blonde, 
there was like a bar for millionaires. And in this bar, uh, uh, like in, in a skyscraper, there was this shards and one table cost $10,000 per night. Just to, and all the rich people. And they said, because I'm blonde and tall, that I can have one table for free, just that they see, oh, look, they're international people. Oh. See, like, they, they wanted to be cool, right? And I said, yeah, I want to go there to meet these people. Maybe God opened the door to, to do something there. So I was there, and then I was looking at the people, how they behave. And there was this international businessman, married, he was 50 or something, and rich, and his suit was super good looking, and he was dancing with this little Chinese model. And you could immediately tell, tell this is his affair. And I was looking at him, and I, I saw he was married, and I thought, this man, he thinks he's, he's become, be, he, the sin makes him rich, but he don't know that the devil is here to rob him. When, when he loses his child and his wife and his family, he will one day wake up and he will immediately realize that he got robbed. You know, I don't believe in backsliding. Because when you experience the beauty of Jesus Christ once in your life, you will never, you can never forget this anymore. But I very often see men and women, even in church, who got robbed, who woke up and they lost their wife, they lost their family. And they stood up, came to the pastor and they stood up there and they got robbed. There was a guy, he, he went to church and then he get, when, he went, uh, when he became older, a Greek guy in my church, and he was super good looking like this Greek Adonis, you know. He was like starting to do parties and club. And one day there was this aggressive Albanian guy. And he beat him in the club so bad that he felt and his half head is like gone. They, make, they have to make him a metal plate and his left ear doesn't work. And his face looks horrible right now. And he came to church with tears. And the whole church stood up and we were hugging him, crying and hugging him. He got robbed of his healthiness. No, he never forgot Jesus when he was in the club, never. But he thought, awesome, Chinese model, best day ever. And then he didn't know that he got... <laughs> It was a serious moment <laughs> that he just destroyed. <laughs> and he woke up and, and robbed. Hey man, this is the whole history. Look, Adam and Eve. Oh, Eve had this apple. He had this apple, and then he, she thought, oh, I get the power, everything will be, I will be so rich. And she was eating this very delicious apple, and then she woke up. God says, Adam, where are you? He woke up, and he was robbed of the paradise. And they got children, Cain and Abel. Oh, Cain was so angry at his brother. He had such an anger in him. It has to be out like a... Bomb. It has to come out, this anger. And he killed his brother. And then God says, Cain, where are you? And Cain woke up and he got robbed of his brother. He thought he would feel so good when he killed his brother and let his anger out. Did you ever argue so bad and you were in your room and you felt so robbed that you said all these words to your friends or family or to your mom or to your children? And you're sitting there and you realize you got robbed. You don't feel better to kill with your verbally. Oh, and then let's go to Samson. Ooh, Samson was in the arms of beautiful, beautiful Delilah. Oh, she was giving him neck massage on his super neck shoulder muscles. And like he was thinking like, oh boy. And she was smelling so good. And he said, I'm so rich. And then Samson woke up and he was wrong. The whole history of human tells how human beings felt enslaved of this beautiful, beautiful sin and they woke up 
and they got robbed. The only person in the Bible who didn't sleep in the Garden of Gethsemane, who was awake, was Jesus Christ. And Jesus was not robbed. Amen. But in fact, in fact, there were Peter and John, they were sleeping, and Jesus said, how can you not be awake? Hey, you know what? There's a secret behind it. Because they were sleeping, and Jesus not. And when devil attacked them, Everyone was running away. Only Jesus, he didn't run away. No, he ran straight to the hell and Jesus brought the hell. Jesus brought back what belongs to him. Devil could not rob him, but Jesus robbed him. And he brought back the life the devil took from human history. It started from Adam and Eve, Cain and Abel, Samson, Daniel, all the guys he robbed. And the devil was so rich, but he didn't expect that Jesus will come to earth and he will not sleep. He will bring the kingdom back. So Jesus brought it back. So I can tell I am a rich man. I am a rich man. Hallelujah. And you know what's funny? Jesus, he robbed hell and he came back. <coughs> and he told to his disciples, go and rob hell. Go to the darkness. You know, when you go to the people of Israel, the first chapter in their life is when God took them out of Egypt and they had to run from the enemy. To run from the enemy, run as fast as they can. There was this Dead Sea and God opened it and they had to flee from, from the enemy. And you know, it's super easy to flee from the enemy. Your legs are running so fast. But then, after 40 years, God sent them again. But this time he sent them towards the enemy. Oh, that's more difficult, huh? I mean, when you have to run from someone, your legs are, hey, we had this, I was once in Spain and there was this, <laughs> there was a game. There's this, like this fence circle and there's a bull. You know what a bull is like in the middle of this. You have to jump over the fence, touch the bull and then run as fast as you can and jump over this. And there was this guy from my church. We all have this guy in this church. They always have stories in their life. They're always like, you always think like, what are you doing? But you see, this person, we have this one guy, right? And he was so afraid of the bull that he was full of adrenaline. And he had no control over his body. So he ran in and instead of touching the bull, he slapped the bull on his butt. Like, are you kidding? That was so loud you could hear it till Mexico. Like, <laughs> even, even the bull was surprised. We all like, even, and you could see in his eyes, even he was, I'm like, and even the Spanish people who are specialists in this, like, they were singing in Spanish, like, and this guy slapped the bull and then he realized, what have I done? Even the bull jumped, like, wow, are you kidding me? What is this? And there's this German guy running. You cannot imagine how fast this guy was to run from his enemy. Hey, there was like two meters before the fence, he was already jumping, and he could make it over the fence. There were power in his legs, like, after 10 monster energy drinks, you cannot have that much power like he had. Hey guys, to run from the enemy, to run to Jesus is super easy. To be honest, to run, to 
I see, I last, last, hey, last month I was, I, I was in Ukraine, the war zone, and I preached about the gospel, and I saw more than 200 kids who never been to a church before running to the stage and crying. They cried so much that the floor was so wet that we had to cancel the service because there was water like this full of tears because they were robbed, they were in war, they lost their families, they were completely robbed. And when I came with Jesus, they were running from the enemy. But here's the thing. God calls you to run from the enemy and then He sends you towards the enemy. Oh, that's where the church has problems. That's where the church says, let's make another worship evening. <laughs> we don't, let's not preach outside. Do you think it was easy for us to preach in Germany and open the first church there and preach every day on the street? I was afraid. I was always afraid. Always. But Jesus said, run towards the enemy. And Jesus like, uh, this is the wrong direction. Jesus, let's run there. Jesus let's, Jesus, let's run to you. I want to worship you. Be with you. Jesus said, turn around. Run back and bring back. Rob the hell. Bring back my people. Bring back the joy. Bring back the family. And we are like, uh, the legs don't move. You know, the secret people say, how do you preach the gospel on the street? To be honest, what they really ask is, how do you overcome your fear or lose your fear to do God's will? Yesterday, I said, told the story that's where how I understood it so I was in Germany we have this Arab mafia like Arabs Turkish people Muslim and they're Muslim only by tradition they're older people and they control the prostitution they control the drugs they are the most criminal people in our town those are the people's coming with Ferraris Lamborghinis coming to the city and they had a boxing club for 15 year old kids uh, to train them to bring them in their gang and I was there and preaching the gospel and they didn't want to hear me, they didn't want to listen to me. I once had a knife, you know, in, on, my, on my throat and Muslim 15 year old came to me like this, like, I kill you. And I said, bro, when God wants to have me dead, he will take me away. But he wants, when he wants me to be alive, you cannot do anything with this little metal thing. I'm in God's hand and he understood this because I'm serious. God is not about bringing me so far and then whoops. <laughs> Sorry, let's go to heaven. We have sent another one. <laughs> God is good. Amen. God is good. So what happened is, they didn't listen to me. But then there was this one girl, and she has very strong epilepsy. And then she got it so strong that, and the people knew about her, nothing could heal her. And, and I just started to pray for her, and she got completely healed in front of everyone. Come on, man. Oh. 30 people gave their life to Jesus. And my, one of them is my worship leader, Serat. One of them, I love this guy. He's the worship leader. Listen, but the older generation, they didn't like it. So they threatened me. They wrote me on Facebook. When we see you, um, we beat all the teeth out of your face. They said we beat you so bad that you will forget about what, uh, how you disrespect our family and how you put the sect in their life. We will beat everything out of you. I don't look like Pastor Max, you know. I, I look like... 
I usually wear suits. I look like grandmother's favorite child. But, but can you please stop laughing about me? I'm serious. But, but when they beat me, I would take a picture, show it to church, and say missionary life. And it would be like, okay. But then one thing happened, it was like, um, it was the worst thing that happened to me. I was one day in the city with my mom, and my mom is a tiny lady, very shy, she's afraid of everything. I like to make jokes in the shop, yell out, and she's like, Psh, what will the people think about us? She's like a super afraid lady. And I was with there, and 40 of those, I call them enemies, animals, I don't know, people who, and they start to get aggressive when, when they saw me, and I knew when I passed by right now. I said, God, tomorrow you can take me my army. Tomorrow you can beat everything, but this I cannot allow to you. I don't know if you understand me, but this is, when I see that something, or some of them touch my mom, there would be too much. I, I don't know if I would backslide. I don't, I, to be honest, I'm just open to you. I know it's not good to say this on a stage, but I'm just now very, very open and with you. I was, I said, God, I cannot allow you to do this because this is um, tomorrow you can take my life. But I said to my mom, Mom, wh whatever happens right now, please just keep going and don't turn around. I promise you I come home. And my mom said, What are you talking? I'm your mother. I will never go without you. I said, Mom, please, you don't understand. Do you know this feeling when you're so afraid that you forget sometimes to breathe and then you, you get like very bad that you want to vomit and you see this little black dot? <laughs> and I spoke like, I couldn't breathe, I spoke, mom, please, uh, please, I, I just go and don't turn around. And she said, Stefan, stop speaking, I'm your mother, I will never... Don't be ashamed of anything what will happen now. Don't be ashamed, I'm your mother. I will never go without you. Are the parents here in the house? You understand her, right? She was afraid, trust me. In standing in front of 40 men, she was afraid. But as long as her heart beats, she would stand before me. Because there's something in her that is stronger than faith, uh, than fear. There's something in her that is stronger than threatening fear, and that's love. That's good. Love makes a shy, fearing lady to become the strongest warrior on this planet. And she would stand in front of 100 animals. She would stand there. And that's why God sent her on that day. Because I believe without her, they would beat me. But God said, I need a warrior in his life who will not leave him. And the only one he found was the preacher's mother. <laughs> yes, I am afraid to preach. And this fear will never go. I don't pray God that he take away the fear. I pray God that gave, he gave me a love for my generation. The 40 people, they were standing like frozen. And my mom grabbed me by my hand and she was walking with me. Very slowly, actually. 
and we passed by all of them and none of them said something they were like frozen i believe angels were there because a loving a, a power of love in somebody's heart bring down all armies of angels on them don't be afraid run towards the enemy because <laughs> this power of love is first makes your leg move and second, it will bring down armies of angels on this earth. Amen. And that's what I believe. And that's why I always believe. That's why we will not stop. And we will rob hell. We will bring back families. We will bring back the joy. And the, hey, people said, oh, no, the generation. <laughs> Germany is so lost. There are no churches. Less than one person Christians. This is so lost. Yes, but I have no problem with it. You know why? Because we are about to bring it back. Because God woke us up. I want to open a second scripture like Ephesians 5.14. Jesus said, wake up sleeper. Rise from the dead. And Christ will shine on you. I had once a mission. I had to carry many, many thousands of dollars through like many hundreds, many hundred miles on a train. And I had in my backpack many thousand dollars. Guys, can, do you think I could sleep in the train? <laughs> I was like, everyone looked so corrupt to me. Even everyone like looked to me at that like he had a plan. Like I didn't trust anyone. There were even little girls, I knew they had a, I saw it in their eyes, they had a plan. <laughs> I'm like, I couldn't have, I like, I was protecting this bag. Everyone looked so like scary to me. Like, what's your plan, girl? <laughs> go away from me. I didn't do this, don't. Like, go away from me. And then there was this, then there was this another day where I was in China and I had a backpack and in my backpack there was only one roll of toilet paper and a water. And I was walking like this, you know, like they, and then there was this tour guide saying, excuse me, sir. I know you, you are a tourist, you don't know, but there are many things here in Shanghai, so protect your bag. I'm like, <laughs> I, <laughs> there was a toilet paper in it, you know? And I'm like, <laughs> I actually hope that somebody steal it from me, like, oh, <laughs> maybe he needed it, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, hey, are you kidding me? I'm like to the store guy, oh yeah, I will protect my bag. Thank you for informing that I have to protect my bag. You know what I mean before? Like, <laughs> Jesus will bring, many people ask me because of my career, because Pastor Eddie said to me last year, he said, Stefan, one thing is the calling, the other thing is the career in your life. And I reached as a young guy, the peak of my career. I had the best uh, position a young guy could probably imagine. And then God called me to go and bring and plant churches and bring back what devil stole from this planet. Jesus said, just go. And very often I hear like, oh, how you could give up all these, how you could give this up. But to be honest, it's a secret now, okay? <laughs> Don't tell my parents. It was super easy. Because when my career, when, when, when God's calling is this bag with thousands of millions of dollars, my career is this bag with the toilet paper. When I have to choose between between the real riches and treasures, and this is God's anointing, between money and everything that the Russian commander 
thought it's valuable. I don't even need to think about them. I don't even need to think a second. And when I talk, think about God's anointing, I'm super afraid to lose it. But when I think about careers, like tomorrow, God, you give me $1,000 to death tomorrow, I will lose. Then I get, Lord, this is like you are the rich. You make me really rich when I, when I lose you, when I lose this golden door. Then I'm really, really poor. But to lose the career and then I'm not the coolest guy in Europe? Oh, no. <laughs> We always want awakening that the people wake up outside. The church has to wake up. Christ will shine on you. Stephen, uh, Apostle Stephen, he was stoned. But he was praising God and I don't understand how he can praise God because he was in the worst situation of his life but the light of Christ will shine on him. You know what, when I am on my new apartment, the, the window is straight like of the sleeping room is where the sun goes up and I love to sleep but the sun goes up at 5.30 in the morning and straight in my face like, and I awake at 6 like this. I don't have curtains yet because I'm a single guy and I don't know how to buy curtains and stuff. <laughs> I have just a window there and there will be a window for the next few months. So I wake up at 6 and I'm awake because there's a light shining on me that I cannot just sleep. You know the guy who's dancing with this Chinese model, he's sleeping in the sin, but when the shine of Jesus Christ and he wakes up and he realized what devil tried to rob him, he would kick out. They don't kick ever a Chinese one out of the window. But you know what I mean. He would kick out. Actually, if you have a fear, no, don't kick anyone out. Do it different. Kick the sin out of your life. He would wake up. He would realize, what am I? Look, I was there and was looking at this businessman and I was so disappointed at him. I'm like, I, I pointed to his ring to him and he looked at me, but he thought I want to help him. And like to me like this and I'm like <laughs> did he really just I wanted to I'm a preacher you know I should take my Bible and preach to him but I didn't I thought about what verse would fit him what verse could I give this brother right now what verse can I to open his I the only word that I had is like brother are you stupid what are you doing <laughs> it's sometimes really as a pastor what I, I like when people come to me and they sin see what they do in their life. Like when I see a Samson like sitting there with Delilah, I would stand in front of Samson and I would say, Samson, are you, what are you doing? Are you stupid? Like, he said, oh, Delilah, you're beautiful. <laughs> like, when you are here and you are like still sleeping and feeling so good in your comfort zone that I just have one message to you. I will not ruin your life. I have just one message let the shine of Christ, let the sun of Jesus Christ shine on you. Wake up and realize what valuable golden door you have and protect it. Protect your calling. Protect it. So when Stephen was there, he was the richest man on earth, even though he was stoned, because he saw the beauty of Jesus Christ. 
he don't even care about this healthiness, about anything. He had the beauty of Jesus Christ. That's what awakened people do. I want to tell, I finish with a, with a calling from the Holy Spirit to the church right now. Um, Marusha, can you come to the stage? Yeah. Ron. I, I, want to t I want to tell you one thing about my brother. I, um, he's 23 years old. I'm also super young. <laughs> <laughs> and we play all over Europe together. He's singing, I'm, I'm preaching. Um, he's a super good musician, right? But that's not the reason why I'm with him. It's not the reason why we're friends. I was in China, so I was in Shanghai, and God, because I'm a tall German, and in Chinese, because my nose and everything, the Chinese think I look kind of okay, you know. And then there was a party for generals and commanders, uh, like a many hundred communism party for the um, mayor of the city of Shanghai, the directors of the university, and they wanted me, because I speak Chinese, they wanted me to sing a Chinese song, and then to say some words, and then to sing my own song in German. And they thought I would say like, China is a great nation, thank you for having me here, China, hey, and you're the beautiful city of Shanghai, and all the generals are like, woo, uh, woo, international, in Chinese, they wanted me to say, right? What they didn't know, it's who I am. And when you give me a microphone, right? I will speak. For sure I will speak. But they will not necessarily like it. And there was like TV stations, newspapers, and in China that you Can know get a to preach is illegal. So when you are Chinese and you preach, they will put you in prison. But when you are a foreigner like me, they will just kick you out on the next day. Like they will just bring you to the airport and fly you back, especially television. And you're like <laughs> preaching to the mayor and the official communism leaders. Good night. But I thought it's completely worth to get kicked out when I can preach a few hundred communism leaders. For sure, it will be in the airport with like, I don't know, I will say like, there was completely worth. If I can say a few words to these communist leaders, for sure it's worth to be kicked out. Amen? Right? I was, I had no doubt. But I did a mistake. And... I don't know. I was at that moment. Sometimes I'm very stupid because maybe I'm young or I don't know what it is. But there was this guy in my church in China from Africa. His name is Madalisto. And he is from a very, very poor village in Africa, but he was very smart. So his whole church, his family, his village, they invested all their money that he can come to China to study and he studied there for 11 years just to confirm and then are we doing king of my heart it was only two months left afterwards and he could okay first break radiation cool key of g and i didn't thought cool. about it but i asked him because he sings like barouche and he plays super awesome he was so gifted he loved jesus i asked him to be with me on stage and the night before i started to think in this when they kick him out I would stop to preach, to be honest, because I cannot destroy anyone else's life.
because I gave him this calling to the stage and then so I said to Mother Lisa, hey bro, we will go on stage and now I said to him first, no uh, bro, I don't want you to come to stage. He said, no Chef, I, Pastor, I want to be with you on the stage and the first time we have the chance to do something cool. I said, okay, but I will not preach, I will just say the, the things like, oh great job, little bit of time reference. Worship song. Because they don't understand anyway, so we Eddie? can have at least a cool worship with Chinese check, generals. Check. Like, hey, put your hands up, eh? and everyone like that. Maybe half time that, yeah. I thought it would yeah. be cool to have a worship with Chinese generals, and it, they don't understand anyway. And then... Maybe the offbeat time reference? Not so, like... So I was on stage, we were singing this Chinese song, everything was good. And yeah, I was about to like speak. That. Something like that. And it was right here, right to me. And then I heard that... Psst, and I looked to him, and he was like, preach. And I said to him, and he said, preach. And he was smiling and had a, such an angel shine on his face. And he closed his eyes, and he started to play like Baruch right now, just to play his melodies. And I looked at him for a couple of seconds, and I saw he was smiling and enjoying this moment. He was enjoying this moment so much, he was like Christ was shining on him. He woke up and he realized that he has the chance to rob hell. And he was enjoying this perfect moment. And I looked at him, he had this perfect smile. He was so happy and playing. Okay. And I started to preach. Oh boy. I started to preach. I gave the best of this mic. I gave, I was yelling even for a church, it would be like, bro, relax. I was preaching to this general like it was the last thing. I said, when he loses everything, at least it should be super worth it. Oh boy, I preached. And I looked from time to time and he enjoyed this moment. On the next day, I got a message on my phone. The Chinese loved it. There was a newspaper, they called us the men of God and they said, yesterday we learned the men of God reminded us as Chinese to think more about God again. Thank Just take you. it, Bruce, yeah. Bam! <laughs> yep, Just read the moment. Do you think God will say oops to my brother, Magalisto? Never! Our God is a good God! God is good and he will always be good. And guess what? When the list of song, good morning devil, we just robbed you. Because Jesus woke up his church. And that's what I like about quality life. Young guitarists, young worshippers, not that they are good. I don't care if they are the best musicians. I don't care That's if they are super good. good. The only thing that matters is they woke up. And if they woke up, nobody can stop them. No generals. They will stand in front of 100 animals and they will sing and they will preach and they will pray and no one can stop them and they will rob the hell. They will rob it. So the worst thing that could happen to the world is that Jesus woke us up. 
Jesus woke us up and we are away. And you know what we do right now? We go out and bring back what belongs to us. We bring it back.